Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Conservatine. I'm so excited to be doing this. I've wanted to do this podcast for a very, very, very long time, but I haven't been able to until now because of COVID and quarantine and all that stuff. I'm sure you've heard my trailer already. If you haven't, go check it out. Make sure to follow Conservatine on Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. And let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about the very interesting subject of cancel culture. Now, I'm sure you've heard about cancel culture on the news, probably on Twitter and on YouTube. Those are generally the things I associate with cancel culture. Um, And some good examples I have of cancel culture are James Charles, Ellen, Hartley Sawyer, Logan Paul. And the thing that those four people all have in common, they've all been canceled, right? Ellen is currently being canceled, and there's an investigation going on with her show, but that's a conversation for a completely different time. So I looked up the definition for cancel culture just to give a little bit of a clearer view of it for you. In the dictionary.com definition of cancel culture is, cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. It's generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. Now, I personally absolutely love this definition because I know a lot of people that tend to sugarcoat cancel culture and say, well, you know, it's just kind of, we're just pointing out their flaws so that their followers or their subscribers or the people that um, use their company know that there's like something wrong with them. And that's not what it is. That's not truly what cancel culture is because Cancel culture, to me, is a lot more wicked than that. It really is. I see it as something that used to be used more just as a simple boycott, but it's really turned into group shunning. Because that, that's what it is now. And that's very sad because a boycott is much different than cancel culture. A boycott is just saying, hey, this company does this, so I'm not going to use them anymore. Cancel culture tries to rip apart the credibility and the reputation of any celebrity or company. So it's it's almost to me like vultures or piranhas just like tearing something apart because that's how it is, right? It's often used to take down people that are either celebrities or people in power and the reason why that happens is because they're in the public eye all the time. And so their flaws are going to be amplified a lot more than the regular person, right? Because they're always in the public eye, there's always somebody watching them. There's always something coming out about them, right? A simple citizen that just works a normal day job, they don't have people watching them all the time. So it's, it's much different. I know that there are people that lead regular lives that have been canceled by their own family members or friends, and I think that is absolutely disgusting and terrible. But the majority of it happens to celebrities or people in power. I've seen claims that say that it's quote-unquote effective at combating racism, sexism, or other types of harmful acts, but to me, it almost makes them worse than they were before, and I'll tell you why. Um, A couple more examples are, I don't know if you remember this, but the hashtag Katy Perry is over party or the hashtag stop Taylor Swift 2016. Those are both um, hashtags 
from Twitter that happened a while ago, and I feel like on Twitter there's constantly hashtag of that people have created trying to cancel somebody. It's honestly constant. And I have some questions about this, right? I have some questions and then I answer them for you. So the first one that I have is what difference does this make? Right? What difference does it make in somebody's life to cancel them? And I think the worst part about cancel culture is like I said before, it's like piranhas. It's like vultures swooping in, ripping somebody apart. And I think it snowballs a lot, and that kind of goes hand in hand with people swooping down and just keep beating them down and tearing them apart. Because it doesn't, once you post the video, it doesn't stop there. It'll keep going for a while. And that's my big issue with cancel culture. But again, back to the question, um, what difference does this make? And I was thinking about this, I'm like, huh, what difference does this make? And I think the difference that cancel culture makes in our society is it makes people scared to voice their opinions and views. And I understand completely there are opinions and views that you may not want out there because they are completely wrong. But it's still free speech. And, you know, when you use your free speech, you're obviously putting yourself out there in that arena to be criticized because there's not going to be people that um, agree with you, and there's going to be people that uh, will agree with you, right? And it's one of those things, I feel like it just makes people afraid to voice their opinions more than they already are, because it adds extra pressure onto them, and that's not something that I like. And another question I have are, what lessons do we learn from this? Truly, like, what lessons are we going to learn from tearing somebody else down? And I think some people use cancel culture as a way to teach a lesson, which is kind of a interesting way to teach a, les a lesson from my viewpoint, because if you want to teach a lesson, you should teach that lesson in private. You shouldn't be broadcasting it to the world. You shouldn't let everybody know on the internet what's going on in your personal life, because that's not okay. But I think the lesson that we learn from this is kind of just keep your life that's private, keep that private. Your private life is your private life, and you shouldn't be airing out your issues to everyone, right? Another question is, is cancel culture effective? I think cancel culture is very effective at shutting people up. I think it is. And I think cancel culture, in a way, because there's lots of people out there that have been threatened, like, they've gotten threats like, hey, I'm going to cancel you, I'm going to find something wrong with you. I think it's, in a way, empowering the people that truly are good people that have never said anything or done anything in public, because then when somebody says, I'm going to cancel you, they can just go, about what? For what? My history is clean. And I think it also kind of empowers the people that are canceling people. Because they feel like they're on this moral high ground. Like they're standing up on this ledge 
looking down and they're pointing at each and every one of you telling you what they're er, telling you what you're doing wrong and I feel like it's not a good thing to have to feel self-righteous it's it's not a good thing um and another question I have is what approach should we have towards cancel culture in my approach towards cancel culture this is just from my experience from my values because I'm a conservative Christian ignore it because it's all about the drama, it's all about the intention, it's all about the self-righteousness, right? That's all they care about. When they're canceling somebody, they're trying to make themselves feel better. They're trying to make that person feel worse. And they're trying to have controversy and drama spark up because of it. So it's a really bad idea to encourage that and pay attention to it because you're just making things worse. And the very last question I have is, when does this become an issue? And for me, cancel culture is an issue as soon as it's on the internet. And as soon as you're trying to make somebody else look bad in the public eye, I have lost all respect for you. Immediately. There's, like, once you post something, a rant or a video or anything talking about how much you hate somebody, um, that really didn't do anything to you, I lose all respect for you. But the differences, especially with celebrities to politics, is if it's politics, that's basically what politics is, right? All the time people are posting stuff about how much they hate Trump or how much they hate Joe Biden. And that's where it becomes almost not okay but more accepted because they're in the arena of politics and that's what politics are. And I still think that people need to keep it simple, keep it down to facts. And the issue with cancel culture is it doesn't stick to the facts. It twists words, it twists experiences, it twists um, the person's past to make them look worse than they are. And that's really not okay. And I know there's more and more people from cancel culture that are getting involved in politics. And I think that's going to make the situation that we are in right now worse. Because it's already like a bunch of barracudas, you know. As soon as they smell blood in the water, it's like immediately like attacking and ripping that person apart. And I think that's absolutely disgusting. And I think nobody should be allowed to do that. Um, it's free speech though. You can do whatever you want, but I think it's absolutely disgusting to get involved with that and to do that. Um, and that's all I have for today. All right. Um, that was episode one, cancel culture. I'll see you guys on the next um, episode of Conservatine. Bye.